And so that's pretty much your whole 1040 form for this year, Mr. Pennymeister. As your accountant, I advise you to simply write a check for the amount on the bottom line here and mail it to the IRS. This figure right right here? Yeah. That's, that's more one. than I made. It appears to be, but that's what your payment figures out to. Good grief. I can't believe that's how much I Oh 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 oh, 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 oh. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. It's the riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy play. No lay, no lay, game. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky, Too Slim, the man of many hats, Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you, with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. Yes. And now with a 2,396th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. Another thrill-packed high yodeling adventure for you tonight on Riders Radio Theater. Riders in the sky tonight are, of course, well, Texas Big Spender, our deep-voiced announcer from south of the border, or just on the border, Too Slim, the man of many hats on the string bass, <laughs> Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, holding down the middle, Woody Paul is the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Jay Spell leads the Riders in the Sky Orchestra. Who is that man indeed? He's the man who's about to play and sing Great Granddad. Great Granddad, when the West was young, barred his door with a wagon tongue. When the times got tough and the Redskins mocked, he said his prayers with his shotgun cocked. He was a citizen tough and grim. Danger was duck soup to him. He ate corn pone and bacon fat, but great-grandson would starve on that. Great-granddad was a busy man, cooked his grub in a frying pan, picked his teeth with a hunting knife, and he wore the same suit all of his life. Twenty-one children came to bless the old man's home in the wilderness. But great-granddad, he didn't lose heart, but the dogs hunted rabbits and they catched right smart. Twenty-one boys and how they grew, tall and strong on the bacon too. They slept on the floor with the dogs and the cats and they hunted in the woods for the coonskin cap. Yeah, but what about great-grandma? 
Back in the days of 49, great grandma was in her prime. She packed up her things and the kids right glad and headed for the west with great granddad. They joined up with a wagon train. They prodded that ox team across the plain. Nothing to see but sage and sand, not one hitchhiker or a hot dog stand. One day they heard a metal lark. Great granddad said, here's where we park. Great grandma says, well, I'm game. Unloaded the kids and staked out a claim. Great granddad built a house of sod by a hustle and a tussle and a rule of hot. And just as he was finishing the roof, a cyclone came and the house went poof. Great grandma, when the West was new, wore hoop skirts and a bustle too. But when the Indians came and things looked bad, she fought alongside a great granddad. She worked hard seven days of the week to keep granddad well fed and sleek. She biled the beans and she hung out the wash and she never had time to drink tea or josh. She could ride herd and plow and shoot boss great granddad and the kids to boot. Kids they had in just a few years. 21 boys as wild as steers 21 boys a raising cane Chasing each other across the plain Great grandma was proud, no doubt But she had to work like all get out 21 necks she had to scrub wash 21 shirts in the old washed up 21 meals three times a day That's how she frittered her time away And just like the sweet cream great-grandma used to pour on her strawberries, Riders Radio Theater will float to the top after we pay a few precious bills with this commercial message. Friends, what's the happiest sound in the world? <laughs> Yodeling, of course. That must be why you hear so much of it these days on the radio, TV, and hit movie soundtracks. Yes, yodeling, an epiglottis and a uvula moving together in perfect rhythm to produce that glorious tone. How many times have you heard world-class yodeling turn to a loved one and said, Hey, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. Anybody can. Thanks to Campfire Light's brand new Ranger Doug's Big Note Yodeling Course. Yes, Big Note Yodeling, taught by the idol of American youth. Listen carefully as Ranger Doug discusses the fundamentals. Are you breathing? Are you conscious? Good. You can yodel. I find it helpful to combine speaking in tongues with primal screen therapy. The manly fellow in the big white hat doesn't avoid controversy in his big note yodeling course. Listen to this gloves-off approach to vowel selection. Now, some fellers will say it's 80-80-T is the way to go, but I always kind of like yodel too. Yes, you'll be the life of every party thanks to big night yodeling. Honey, make sure you invite the Forsyths. I just love it when Bob has a few and starts yodeling. <laughs> You're gonna be glad there's a yodeler around the house. Got a plug drain? No problem. <laughs> what about pesky gophers in the garden? Just lean down and yodel in the nearest hole. Yikes, let me out of here, please help. How about the house guest who just won't leave? Yes, Ranger Doug's Big Note Yodeling Course, available now on cassette from Campfire Light Records. Call 1-900-ME-YODEL. That's 1-900-ME-YODEL. Come on, shell out the 999. Open your trap and yodel, yodel, yodel. Ranger Doug's Big Note Yodeling Course is delivered in a plain brown wrapper by a uniformed representative of the United States government. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. And here's the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. Thank you very much, Texas Vicks Bender. We'd like to throw it now to the king of the cowboy fiddlers. Thanks, Ranger Doug. Boy, it's a real pleasure tonight to bring some very special friends of ours from up around Stanley, Idaho in, Muzzy Brown and all of his boys, Cody and Mickey and Gary and Willie, and I believe he's got a couple of brothers going to sing with him too. 
These folks live up there around Stanley, and they don't even have electricity or running water in their house. And that's the truth. And their mama makes all these pretty shirts that y'all folks can see here that they're wearing. And they're the real thing, folks. Let's bring them on, the Braun Brothers. Hey, too slim. Hey, Muzzy, what you gonna sing for us today? Well, we're gonna do a song by one of our very favorite Western composers. Really? Woody Paul. Say. Yeah. Good song. move, Muzzy. Song called the Cowboy Song. Whoopie tie yo. Whoopie tie yo. My daddy was a cowboy. He rode the Texas Plains. My mama was a wandering rose, the west wind knew her name. And I was raised on the rolling prairie where the buffalo once roamed. Starry skies and the coyote cries, the saddle was my home. Yeah, that's great, Martin. 
Boy, that's great, guys. Everybody, Yo, thanks a lot. You betcha. <laughs> Muzzy, you must be real proud of these boys. Boy, I sure am, Slim. Yeah. Gosh, Cody, do you guys ever feel like you miss out on a lot of the action, you know, since you live way up in Idaho with no electricity or anything? No, it stays pretty hectic, doesn't it, Willie? Yep. Right, Gary? Yep. Right, Mickey? Yep, I hardly had time for my stamp collection. You, <laughs> you guys are stamp collectors? Yellow Bond, uh, S&H Green? Uh... Real, real stamp, stamp collecting, Slim. Oh. We're all into it. Wow. Yep, we're charter members of the Yodeling Family Philatelic Society of Idaho. <laughs> no kidding. You've probably seen our magazine, American Family Yodeling and Stamp Collecting. Yeah, we were on the cover last month. Well, gee, you know, I, I'm a member, but I guess I missed that issue. Uh, Muzzy, thanks for bringing the gang on the show, and good luck with your tour. Ladies and gentlemen, Muzzy and the boys. He's great. Yeah. That is Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the classic Maiden's Prayer. Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 11 of the exciting Western melodrama, Rocket Rustlers. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the silver bullet, the fastest steam-powered train on the planet, is taking the rarest, most valuable stamp on the planet from Los Angeles to the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. The stamp, of course, is the Gene Autry reverse upside-down hat commemorative. Gosh, you mean Gene is upside down? No, his hat is upside down. At 3 p.m. today, the Silver Bullet is scheduled to stop at Tuxedo Junction in Tumbleweed Valley to take on water. The train will be guarded by 100 Pinkerton men, and the gov governor has also asked High Sheriff Drywall to be there and... Put on a few extra men in case there's some trouble. He turned, of course, to Riders in the Sky. You can count on us, Sheriff. Meanwhile, the ace of villains, Slocum, has escaped from jail, and he and his henchman, Charlie, have discovered that a secret government experiment they stole is a virus that makes anything it comes in contact with invisible. Charlie, this is going to make us rich. Right. <laughs> and now, episode 11, entitled, The Mystery of the Vanishing Train. In one of the more desolate, less explored areas of Tumbleweed Valley, the last cavalry troop in America is on patrol, searching for a 300-pound doofus who stole a top-secret government experiment right from under their noses. Halt! Halt! Lieutenant Viper, we'll take a short break here. Yes, sir. Okay. Take five minutes. Uh, sir, may I have a word with you, sir? What is it now, Corporal O2? Uh, sir, according to U.S. Army military manual, you are conducting this patrol all wrong. Really? Yes, sir. To begin with, I should be riding exactly six feet to the right, left rear of Lieutenant Viper. You should be near the front, sir. You should be holding Shut up. Shut up, O2. Shut up! <laughs> yes, sir. O2, I have exactly seven years. 
12 days, 14 minutes and seven and a half seconds to go until I can retire to a condo in Fort Lauderdale and I don't want to spend any more of that time listening to your inane rule specification. You want an order, O2? Yes. Here's an order for you. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I want you to turn your horse to the west and ride off over that cliff over there. Sir? That's an order, Corporal. Yes, sir. Come on, Vanilla. Captain Man, Captain. What is it now, Lieutenant Viper? Captain Man, sir, it, it's, it's cruel and unusual punishment to order a mounted trooper to ride off a cliff, sir. I see what you mean, Lieutenant. Corporal O'Two. Oh, yes, sir. Dismount and walk off the cliff. No need to waste a good horse. But, sir! Quiet, Corporal. My cellular saddlehorn phone is ringing. <laughs> Hello, Captain A. Weldon Rumpro speaking. The train arrives at Tuxedo Junction at 3 p.m. Yes, sir, we'll do our best to be there. Goodbye, sir. Oh, two? Sir? Disregard that order to go jump off a cliff. Yes, sir. Mount up, men. We've got a train to meet. Yes, sir. But it's a long way to where they're going. So when 3 o'clock rolls around and the silver bullet is steamed into Tuxedo Junction, the high sheriff is there, riders in the sky are there, and a huge throng of spectators are there, but the cavalry is not there. But a certain villain disguised as a Western Union delivery man Telegram for the engineer! Telegram for the engineer! Telegram. That's me. I'll take it. Yeah, how do I know it's you? Because if you don't give me the telegram, I'm going to wrap this pipe wrench around your little pencil neck. Yeah, you're the engineer, all right. Here you go. Right. If I were you, I'd open it right away. Well, what else would I do with a telegram? Okay, there's, there's, there's a bomb on board the silver... Great! Bomb on the jack! There's a bomb on the train! Clear the train! Clear the train! There's a bomb on the train! Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. The news of the bomb threat spreads like wildfire, and within five minutes, the silver bullet is evacuated. Meanwhile, on the water tower above... Okay, Charlie. Charlie, where are you? Right here, boss. Okay, the train is empty. Swing the release pipe over the train's intake and let her go. Right. While you're doing that, I'll just stick my finger down in the water tank and... Ah, I'm invisible, too. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's get on to the locomotive can. Right. Down below, the crowd of onlookers and guards watch in amazement as suddenly the entire train disappears. Oh. Ranger Doug, look! The train vanished! That's impossible. Hey, call the national in the choir. Call in the choir. Just before it disappeared, I saw Elvis on it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's fishy here. Once you're right, Side B, the train can't just disappear for no reason. What's that noise? There it is. I there it is it again. It, it sounds it, like a train leaving. <laughs> so long, sucker. That voice. It's Slocum. Ranger Doug, what is going on? I don't know, but I don't have to know. Woody, what would make a train invisible? That's a tough one, Ranger Doug. But I have read where the government is experimenting with a virus that somehow counteracts surface tension. And as everybody knows, theoretically reflected surface tension is what gives everything its form and color. Sounds like a crock to me. Whatever it is, the train is getting away. 
Woody, what do you calculate that it would take to restore the surface tension, assuming that that cockamamie theory has any validity? Hmm, hmm, let me see, Randy. Hurry up, wooden head, that train's getting away, I think. I've got it, I've got it. The only thing that could possibly restore surface tension to the magnitude of that train would be a perfectly modulated, harmonized, pitched tonal frequency to the fourth power. In other words, as usual in these situations, a yodel! Exactly, side me. That's a tough one. I'll need you and Two Slim and even Side Meat to help me out. I'm afraid that won't do it, Ranger Doug. What? When I say to the fourth power, I mean four people, all right. But for this yodel, in order to reach the proper frequency, it's got to be you and four other very young people. Well, I'm young. Right. I can yodel young. Uh-uh, it's got to be kids. You mean like riders in the sky, only younger. Exactly, Ranger Doug. Wow. Thus it is that moments later, while the sound of the invisible train fades in the distance, Ranger Doug steps up on the back of a wagon and... Attention, everyone, attention. Are there any children in the crowd who can yodel? How many do you need? I need four. The bronze, we're saved! Well, maybe. What do you mean, maybe, Woody? I mean that the train is now too far down the line for the yodels of the fourth power to work. You're gonna have to get closer. No problem. <whistles> Turbo! A scant moment later, Ranger Doug and the four little bronze are all mounted on Amazing Turbo, the Wonder Horse of the West. We'll go on ahead and perform the yodel. You boys follow along as best you can. Okay, Ranger Doug. Are you ready, boys? Ready, Ranger Doug. One turbo, one. By now, the invisible train, even if anyone could see it, is long gone from view. After all, it is the fastest train on this planet, and it would be laughable to think that any normal horse could ever catch the Silver Bullet Special. But of course, Amazing Turbo, the Wonder Horse of the West, is far from normal, because he's the only horse in the universe with afterburners. One turbo, one. Meanwhile, 20 miles down the track, an elderly couple out for an afternoon ride pulls their tiny buckboard up to a railroad crossing. Now, Herbert, be sure to look both ways before you cross those tracks. Stella, I've been driving a buckboard for 50 years. I know, I know what to do in a railroad crossing, for, for pity's sake. Well, it never hurts to be reminded for safety's sake. Oh, you drive me crazy. <laughs> There's no trains around here. Still, it never hurts to look both ways. Stella, if there's a train within a hundred miles of here, I'll take you down to the Walmart parking lot at high noon, and I'll defrost your refrigerator. I'll try. Holy baloney, what in the whirlwind is that? That, Herbert, that was a train. I told you, look both ways. Now, what are you waiting for? Let's go to Walmart anyway. All right, well, wait, wait a minute. Here comes a rider. Whoa, whoa, Turbo. Howdy there, folks. Howdy. Howdy. Sorry to bother you, but I wondered if you'd happen to have seen an invisible train pass this way. No, the, 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 the one, one we heard nearly hit us. I told him to look both ways. Well, that's always sound advice, ma'am. You ready, boys? Ready, Ranger Doug. I think if we cut up that draw there, it'll bring us out further up the tracks ahead of the train. So on, Turbo, on, boy! Under Ranger Doug's direction, Amazing Turbo roars through the draw and moments later emerges several miles down the track. Whoa, whoa, Turbo. Okay, boys. I think we beat the train here. Get ready to yodel. Ready when you are, Ranger Doug. Here she comes now. Okay, start yodeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
And so is the fastest and only invisible train in the world goes flying by one cowboy and four little buckaroos. Heroes all rear up in the saddle and perform the incredibly complex yodel to the fourth power. And it works! A feat that doesn't go unnoticed by the villains on the train. What is that horrible noise? Charlie, I think we ran over a bunch of cats. Wait a minute, look. It's Ranger Doug and the four little rugrats. They're, they're yodeling at us. And it's making us visible. I'll fix them. Give me that gun. Take that, you. Take that. Duck down, boys. They're shooting at us. I better get you kids out of here. On Turbo. On, boy. We want to stay with you, Ranger Doug. No, you boys have done your job. It's time for me to get you back to your dad. But the train will get away. Not for long. After I drop you off, Turbo will have no problem catching back up to that train, especially now that we can see it. On Turbo! Meanwhile, back on the no longer invisible silver bullet, Slocum couldn't be happier. <laughs> there they go, Charlie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they'll be back. Yeah? What are we going to do about it? Yeah, we're coming to the tunnel that runs through Wolverton Mountain. Yeah, they say don't go there. It's a yeah. long tunnel, too. Yeah. Well, once we get through it, we'll stop the train and blow up the tunnel. Yeah? That way, anybody following us will have to go 50 miles out of their way around the mountain. That'll give us plenty of time to make our getaway, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, you better turn on the train's headlight, Charlie, so we can see where we're going. Okay, there you go, Slocum. As the train roars into one end of the tunnel through Wolverton Mountain, at the other end of the tunnel, the troops from Fort Wiley have halted their march and are consulting a map. Uh, sir, uh, <clears throat> according to this map, if we go through this train tunnel, we'll cut 50 miles off our march. Well, we're late already. Captain Men, what if we meet a train coming through that thing? Good point, Lieutenant Viper. What do you say to that, O2? I say poo, sir. You say poo? I say poo to that, poo? sir. Poo, I say. I just said it. I said it three times. That's about two too many. I have a script, too, sir. Yes, yes. Stick to it, would you, Corporal? Poo on your script. Poo on the script. <laughs> now, say what you have to say, Corporal. Sir, I have checked the timetable, and yes. no regularly scheduled trains use this tunnel anymore. All right. I guess we'd better save some time and do it. Poo. Oh, too. That's no, go through the tunnel, I mean. I'll break out a flashlight and take the lead. Yes, sir. Forward. Ho! Ho! And so, Corporal O'Toole leads the last cavalry troop in America into the pitch-dark gloom of a little used railroad tunnel. Deeper and deeper they ride into the inky blackness. Ahead of them, the thin, flickering light from O'Toole's flashlight reveals an eerie scene of narrow rock walls and rusty steel rails. Then, halfway through, in the middle of the mountain, O'Toole sees something up ahead. Oh, look, sir. There's the light at the end of the tunnel. And what's that noise, O2? Oh, that noise? Oh, yes. it's probably just... Oh, 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 oh no! no! Is this the end of the last cavalry troop in America? Will Slocum and Charlie get away with their daring theft of the world's rarest stamp? What could possibly happen next? To find out, you simply must be here same time, same station next week for episode 12 of Rocket Wrestlers entitled Light of Doom. It's a head-on collision with runaway melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this. Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Screaming Jay Spell and Muzzy Cody, Willie Mickey, and all the Bronze. Yeah. Boys, let's all sing one together here. Kind of take us home here. Just like we do gathered around the campfire at the old Harmony Ranch. All righty. 
Come along, boys, and we listen to my tale. I'll tell you about my troubles on the Oak Chisholm Trail. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay, yippee-yay. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay. Well, beans and biscuits every day I'd soon be in that prairie hay. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay, yippee-yay. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay. Well, I woke up one morning on the old Chisholm Trail, a rope in my hand and a cow by the tail. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay, yippee-yay, come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay. Stray in the herd and the boss said, kill it, so I shot him in the rump with the handle of a skillet. Come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay, yippee-yay, come and tie-eye, yippee-yippee-yay. Fiddles, boys. The casting guest of Riders Radio Theater Bunk at the Quality Hotel Center in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Tuesdays, and Deal, or Riders in the Sky, International Fan Club, right here. Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, White Street, Tennessee, 37189. The part of Stella was played by lovable Liz Ingram. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burke, sound effects wrangler Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer, J.C. Doc King, producer Lasso and Larry Ascraft, coordinating producer Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram, chief engineer Jamboree J. Crawford, recording director Gallivan George Zahn, sound effects Bex Honcho, Winchester Jim Springfield, stage manager Solid L. Ron Esposito, and our sound engineer, Rope and Rich Burdett. This is the VXU Radio Network.